Prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. We have a great show planned for you today. If you're interested in anti-aging science, what's new, what's a waste of time, we're going to get all of that de- those details in just a minute from Will Brink as he joins us. Uh, before we do that, of course, I have to pay homage to our title sponsor, All-American Pharmaceuticals and EFX Sports. Right now, you can get six of their top-selling products absolutely free by going to superhumanradio.net and clicking one of the EFX Banner ads, put in your name and address, pay $5 and change for shipping, and uh, you will get to try some amazing products absolutely free because Dr. Jeff Galini believes that no one should buy anything without trying it first, and he puts his money where his mouth is. And without further delay, the author of The Brink Zone, uh, one of the best websites out there if you're looking for great information on a variety of scientific topics, Will Brink. How you doing, Will? How you doing, Carl? Good, good. On? You're, you're kind of, uh, you're in, you know, you're really interesting. I, I didn't know you wrote fiction. Yes, I actually, I do. Uh, mod- modestly popular fiction, no less. You're kind of like the Mark Twain of our, uh, of our group of uh, physical culturists, I think. Well, I, I take that as a compliment, I guess. I, he was one of my favorites. He was uh, crusty, uh, irreverent. Uh, funny and uh, you know rough around the edges. So well, an ecle- eclectic, you know, very eclectic, eclectic guy. He had a lot of interests, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I you know I didn't realize that about you. You're really, really, really very cool. So for for people who don't know who you are, uh, you uh, really uh, were one of the forerunners uh, back in the day of um, uh, what I want to call the golden age of bodybuilding. But you were you were there in Venice Beach in California back in the day, right? Well, actually, no. I was. At, it's a two-part answer. I was definitely, you know, in the forefront, and you know, considered, and hopefully, still considered one of the the, the gurus, you know, quote unquote, you know, with uh, Dan and people like that. And uh, I was, you know, very early on, uh, pretty well recognized for that in all the magazines. So, you know, anybody who, of course, remembers before there was an internet, you know, <laughs> Muscle Mag and Muscle Development and Muscle Media and Iron Man and and on and on. I wrote for all of them, you know. Right. At one time or the other. However, I did not. I spent very minimal time as far as on the West Coast. Oh, okay. Uh, in, in that scene. Uh, and partially that was, you know, intentional. Dan, Dan Duchesne, hopefully most people out there remember that name. If not, you're, you don't know who the guru was. But anyway, uh, Dan used to, you know, try to prompt me to come out there and stay with him. And, you know, he kept saying, you know, this is where it's at, Will. And, you know, this is, you know, this would really even jumpstart your career more. And I think, you know, he was right. But, uh, the lifestyle-wise and all that, I, I just never had. Uh, I intentionally kind of kept myself in the periphery of that stuff, you know. Interesting, interesting. Uh, because it was, you know, uh, if anybody was out there or is still out there, it was not what anyone would call a, uh, pro- you know, necessarily productive lifestyle. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, again, in the magazines and all that, it all looked very, uh, it all looked very healthy of uh, chicken breast and broccoli and all that, but. Uh, but in the, I, ba- I, in the in the in the dark underbelly of the, especially the things that Dan Duchesne was working on. I mean, uh, a lot of the drugs, you know, a lot of the drugs that he promoted uh, actually had benefits, but some of them, 
probably were not the best, like Nubane. He was having guys use Nubane back then because they could train harder with less pain. But Nubane is addictive. His feel with that one was it lowered cortisol. That was his. Uh, yeah. His, yeah. Was so his, did, his, Will, so does yeah. death. Yeah, his, his excuse for the for for cort for the use of cortisol was I mean sorry for the use of nubing was that it lowered cortisol. That's how he uh, that's how he tended to justify that one. And, yeah, and, and like I say we had some. Uh, it's funny, you know, Dan and I were in some ways like polar opposites, but uh, we would have these ongoing talks you know, on the phone, you know, debates back and forth all the time about exactly this type of stuff. And and uh, you know, we just I think we got along really well because I was maybe one of the few people that would tell him what he needed to hear, you know, versus what he wanted to hear and I was just always very honest with him and I right. just tell him, I would just tell him he was full of shit. And, uh, and, the and the irony is that a lot of this stuff that started back then with the with the uh, uh, you know uh, concoctions of drugs that would make people leaner or make people more muscular have kind of uh, seeped into the anti-aging world not early on. I mean there was a, there was a lot of crossover. There was a lot of crossover with what bodybuilders were doing and what those within the anti-aging communities wanted to do with their patients. Isn't that true? Yeah, I think so. Uh, somewhat, probably mostly in the hormonal realm. You know, I, I think in some results, also you sort of have to actually define anti-aging means or what, what is anti-aging. Well, 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 Will, if you Google yeah. anti-aging, on it, all it comes up with is skin, stuff for your face, stuff for your skin. According to... The large majority of Americans, uh, anti-aging has nothing to do with improving health and the quality of life. It just has to do with improving your skin skin quality. Well, again, I think the, that's a good the good point of that is that in a lot of people's minds, and this does play into the bodybuilding. Anti-aging is what how you look on the outside. So, which is not really anti-aging per se. I mean, if you can. You know, you can take a I don't know a seventy year old guy and load him up with with steroids and make him weight train and all that. He'll make look great. You know, he's going to look. He won't look thirty. You know, un, un, unhealthy. But uh, you know, internally or on a cellular level, is he is he is he anti aging? Is he slowing aging? Or you know, say aging. Even the concept of anti aging has changed dramatically in the last oh just even ten years. So yes, yeah, so there was definitely overlap. But again, yes, yeah, skin. Uh, you know, lifting weights, which of course is a benefit, of course. I mean, that of course is good for slowing aging and some of the issues of aging. But uh, I think that the 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 point, mostly the point being, it was all superficial. You know, right? It was looking good. You remember? Remember who was it? Uh, remember on? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Billy yeah, Crystal. Yeah, Billy, he would do. He would how you look. Yeah, he would do Ricardo Montalban. He'd right, say right. it is much better to look good than to feel good. <laughs> yeah, so I think honestly that was kind of what was anti-aging at the at the time, and in to some degree still is. As you say, if you Google anti-aging, you are going to find a lot of stuff that really isn't oh isn't really slowing aging or, or reducing aging on any real cellular level. I mean, it's again, it, it might whether it tightens up your skin a little bit or you know makes you feel a little better, which is all good. Nothing, nothing you know against any of that. We all want to look look a little better and feel a little good, better, a little good. Great English I got there. Uh, well, you and I from Brooklyn, so we have to be able to. Yes, we have to, to, yeah. to yeah. keep always keep the not stray from the proper Queens English. Into there Brooklyn. you go, there you go. So, so you know, on, on that note, uh, one of the topics that I, I, I want to talk to you about several different topics today, yeah. um, and then of course I want you to inject what you think is is important in the emerging side of. Uh, anti no, no Freudian slip on the inject part, I assume. Yeah. Yes, inject it, inject it. We must inject everything. 
But you know, there has become there's become some recognition within some of the more forward-thinking scientists, and something that I have been talking about for quite a long time now, in that the value of the sun, both from an evolutionary perspective, uh, but also from a health perspective. You know, we we went from being uh, sun phobic uh, to you know uh, SPF even in in moisturizers uh, and and cover yourself up and stay out of the sun to now understanding that the sun does some magical things. Is there anything new and exciting that we should know about uh, exploiting the benefits of sunlight? Well, I don't know about new and exciting. I mean, it's uh, as you know, it's kind of a moving target. Uh, there is some really interesting science that that is coming up as far as what they call photobiological therapy, and that is different wavelengths um, that penetrate different depths. I don't know if it's necessarily. Uh, I almost think. I mean, I mean, what is light to us? Light to us is the sun. I mean, we started, you know, worshiping the sun from a gazillion years ago. So when I say light, I always sort of default to, you know, what is the what is the source of all that? Well, that's basically sunlight. But anyway, right. there is quite a bit of research coming up looking at with you know photobiological therapy of different laser lengths and different wavelengths. I actually just sat in a bed the other day of this uh, machine. I should have had it. Oh, you know, I don't even look at it. Um, what was it called? Novathor. It's a it's a it's a it sort of looks like a tanning bed, but it's working on very different wavelengths of, of laser light that. Supposedly, I haven't really looked into the data, but I, I, I'm sort of working with this anti-aging guy who wants me to try sort of some of his stuff. But I so I, I got into it. But anyway, there is a lot of interesting stuff out there, different wavelengths that 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 can change ATP levels, you know, at, at the tissue level, uh, deep healing, uh, probably all sorts of mood uh, effects. So there's this is a very much an emerging therapy uh, or emerging emerging science. And the problem with, as you know, emerging science usually means there's a lot of bullshit involved too right right uh so anything you know the, i always like like cut the term cutting edge either means that the, it's there's some science that's really promising or is the budget there's no proof there's no no support for it at all right uh so you know the whole the whole sunlight or light therapy in general is really an interesting emerging area but i think to to your point mostly is that what we are finding and this needs to be parsed out again that there is a lot of healing powers in light uh, in general that again which wavelengths and for who and for how long and all that is is still being worked out but i, I do think that again that there will be uh, uh, a a pretty standard therapy at some point for uh, aches and pains and tissue remodeling and all kinds of stuff will again be you know let's put this person under this light machine you know at these wavelengths of laser you know for xyz but, you know but my pro my problem with the with the new uh uh, wavelength specific therapy approach. And, and actually my introduction to it was my dad had really bad diabetic neuropathy, mm -hmm. um, about, uh, 12, 15, maybe 15 years ago. And I had stumbled upon the anodyne patent for 880 nanometer, uh, uh, wavelength stimulating, the liberation of, of uh, nitric oxide from hemoglobin and actually wound healing and and the FDA approved it for use with diabetics and I built him a little unit you know I, I obtained 880 nanometer LEDs a power right. source you know a soldering iron you know and oh, so I built this thing and it really gave him a lot of relief it really really did but, interesting well but 880 nanometer wavelength is resident in sunlight and my pro my problem with this whole new Phototherapy approach 
it's kind of like the pharmaceutical industry, right? So they they discovered that uh, cisplatin uh, was a, a, a molecule that was liberated from mayapple, and the Ameri- Native Americans knew to use mayapple when people got certain a type of illness. It was probably cancer. They treated them with it, and it went away. But there were other things in the mayapple that mitigated a lot of the negative effects of the cisplatin, like the damage to the, the, the kidneys and so on. And, and, and so when we, we look at the pharmaceutical agenda, they go, they go, oh, we found this thing in this. So let's yeah. discard everything else that was in this and just focus on this one thing because we can patent it. And I keep coming back to, you know, you don't need a sophisticated uh, bed that focuses just on 550 nanometer. Just get out in the friggin' sun. We evolved for millions of years exploiting the benefits of the sun. And it wasn't just that one wavelength that we exploited. There's much, there's pleiotropic benefits from being in the sun. Don't be afraid of your wrinkles. You get wrinkles, big deal. Who cares if you're going to be healthier? I'd rather live to be 90 and look like an old shoe than die at 70 and go, wow, what beautiful skin that corpse has. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so, and I think there's, there's also a balance, obviously, can be struck <clears throat> between those, those two extremes and you can, you can do a fair amount to protect your skin. You know, uh, you can get the benefits of the sun without a lot of the damage. Or there's, you know, obviously things you can take uh, that doesn't um, reduce the benefits of the sun, but may, of course, uh, protect your skin a bit. You know, various antioxidants, and uh, there is a couple of uh, herbs that have been shown yes. to, be, to be protective and so forth. So, I mean, I think there's definitely uh, a balance. I guess my <clears throat> my thought is just that not that the uh, this, I mean, I'm definitely in, in line with what you're thinking in terms of going out in the sun. Um, but I also, as with anything, there's, uh, there may be some, some, some focus stuff we can pull from light therapy, uh, you know, to get, to get to sort of acute benefits, yeah. you know, very specific, yes. <clears throat> you know, a re, we want to remodel a disc, you know, in your back. And you I, know, and I, and I do agree with that. that. I that. agree with that. The rescue approach <clears throat> sometimes requires more of this and less of that. And and I, and I get that. And I can see the value in that. I, I, really I, 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 I totally agree in what you're saying that there's a re, there's a reductionist, total reductionist uh, viewpoint, especially in Western medicine. Western thought, Western science is, is a reductionist one. If this this large thing works, and we've got to find the thing within that thing that's the most effective and yank it out of there, uh, even without the whole patenting. I mean, it's true anyway because I want to patent it. But even if you remove the patent, it's just that it's, it's the Western the Western science, Western mindset is always to 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 look at a thing. You know, coffee, which have all these benefits. Well, okay, well, it's the it's the caffeine that must work. Or remember with ephedrine and ephedrine. Yeah, ephedrine, ephedrine. Right. right. Uh, ephedra, you know, had had some some counter effects in the herb to the to the synthetic ephedrine uh, that made it uh, less problematic. So, right. yeah, it, it's a, it is a typical Western approach. Whereas an Eastern approach, which is both you know positive and negative, which is this: we found a thing that works, and and how it works, we're not totally sure. But you know, as long as it works, it works, and we'll figure out how it works later on. So, yeah, that, so the that, the next topic I want to bring up is something that's all the rage now, um, and, and and it's so much of a rage that Chromadex has decided to stop uh, selling the raw material oh, yeah. to other and, companies. That's yeah, NAD, you, nicotinamide NR, nicotinamide ribose. Yeah, right, right. So they they're, they're cut, so what they've done is interesting. They've uh, Chromadex uh, uh, patented uh, uh, niogen. Uh, real niogen, and then they let, let everybody sell it, the Life Extension Foundation, anybody who wanted to include yep. an ingredient. And now that everybody is crazy about it, yes. uh, Chromadex says, hey, we're not going to sell it anymore. We're going to sell it direct only. And and so 
of course, the industry has come out and found the precursor to NAD, and they're saying, well, this is actually better. And, and, and I don't know that it is or it isn't, but I'm wondering if, you know, good old nicotinic acid isn't adequate as a precursor to all of these things. And, and what is your real opinion on NAD? Well, NAD is, is, is really interesting stuff. It's interesting you, you bring that one up because that's, that's uh, yeah, something I've been involved with. And uh, there's a couple doctors that I work with who actually do NAD infusions. So we're talking, you know, wow. straight NAD plus. Uh, infusions, which uh, really obviously raises tissue levels. I'm going to ask you more questions about that. So go ahead. Uh, yeah, so that, that's here. an interesting yeah. one, and I, I'm actually kind of you know uh, been looking at that. So I don't think <clears throat> I think the problem again with uh, this is sort of back to our question of uh, our concept of of the whole thing versus the 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 narrowed thing to get to get the doses, the conversion, to the production of, of NR from let's say just taking niacin. I think again the dose is going to be pretty restrictive in terms of, of course, you know, the, the effects that people get from high doses of niacin, you know, the flushing. Uh, some, people, some people can get some liver elevations and so forth. So that one, <clears throat> using, the, using the NR, the, the nicotinamide ribose, looks, looks like the way to go uh, in, in that respect. And as you said, uh, Chromadex, uh, as a company, which was working with Elysium, you know, that one you see right. the ads for all right. the time, uh, was selling to them. They are, uh, I believe, in a very uh, protracted, nasty court battle at the moment yes. uh, over, over that. And other companies, as you mentioned, Life Extension and you know Jarrow, I'm sure you know a number of, of companies that sell and are are, are basically being um, well, squeezed or cut off. Or you know, I, I know it's gonna it's gonna be ugly. Uh, and I think the I guess they're what they want to do. I don't know if they even plan to sell it direct. I, I think what, maybe what they're trying to do is is basically make it a pharmaceutical. They, they might have now realized the stuff is is potentially so effective and getting so much attention that maybe what they're trying to do is just get it off the market, you know, off, off the OTC market altogether. Right, right. Uh, but it's very exciting stuff, uh, and you know, I, <clears throat> I don't tend to get too um, too excited about a lot of the, the you know the latest and greatest thing. But the the NAD tissue levels are keeping NAD tissue levels up via um, NAR, uh, you know, uh, nicotinamide ribose is pretty promising stuff. Like a lot of things, it definitely needs more data. Uh, but I think what you know what seems to be coming out is is pretty exciting. It looks like sort of one of those uh, universal um, molecules that you can you can look at by from an aging perspective, which is sort of in lockstep with aging. Uh, NAD plus levels go down, and uh, in animals and maybe in people, keeping them at healthy levels uh, appears to reduce you know rates of uh, certain age related uh, diseases and such. So it's it's a it's a promising one. Um, the one I'm definitely interested in, I, I, I have to sort of fall back on my my classic science thing to say it, it needs more data. But um, so, t- but tell me about the infusion. Uh, so, well, first of all, in your experience, what kind of oral doses does a person need in order to raise NAD levels to a meaningful level? Well, I think that, and that's a good question. In that, it's the problem with that one is it's going to range by the age of the person. And are we talking about like say, a healthy, active person who's thirty-five who probably has pretty good NAD levels and just wants to top them off, versus the person who is seventy-five and has some you know pre-existing health problems? So that's going to range. I, I think in the you know for the healthy person again, then there isn't <clears throat> there isn't those human graded studies that we want to, to say it's X. But so far, I think it looks around 200, 250 milligrams for that healthy person uh, who just wants to maybe top it off. But um, I know people using as high as a gram uh, that are maybe a little older and do have some 
some pre-existing uh, stuff. Do they do they no, do they notice anything at a gram? Well, you know, this is a subjective. The problem with that is the answer is yes, but it's subjective. And I again, I, I always, yeah. you know, I really have to get, I always have to get really uh, hard on the subjective n equals one stuff because yes, I, I will say the answer is yes, but from a, a science point, we don't have the, that objective stuff that I'd like to see. But absolutely, uh, I have a few people that have told me that at, at around seven hundred milligrams to a gram, uh, one thing, their blood pressure goes down. Interesting. Which is, yeah, that's an interesting one uh, that I, I need to look into some more. But I have heard that from probably about three people now <clears throat> that around a gram, um, they their blood pressure went down quite a bit. And now, what, sure. what about the infusion? Is this like a rescue? This is like a, a, a Myers cocktail. This is like a once in a while thing. Uh, and, how, and how much do they actually uh, infuse you with? Well, that's uh, that's still in the works, but it is usually it's been about five hundred milligrams to a couple of grams. Again, depending on the person, uh-huh. they and they do it over a, a number of sessions. Now, if the person again is uh, has particular issues they're trying to address, like cardiomyopathy, uh, um, tissues, intensive tissues that have intensive energy requirements, you know, seem to you know we do well with things like creatine and NAD, right. you know, mitochondrial friendly stuff everything that kind of improve anything that improves mitochondrial function seems to be uh, a benefit to anything that that obviously very energy intensive organs that are stress stressing which of course is the heart and the brain uh the other one is sleep i've, I've heard from a few people that they felt that the both infusions and uh and taking about a gram or so really improved sleep but what what we've seen again and right now it's more sort of clinical experience by some of these docs but um, what one way to do it is is to go through three to six sessions of infusions and then continue on with the oral NR uh-huh. to keep tissue levels topped off. So you know how long does that last? I mean, it's it's some so there isn't really the other problem is well how do we test? It's not we don't it's not like you can do like a muscle biopsy. Okay, you need more. You know your NAD levels are falling. It, it doesn't work with blood levels of course, right. because that doesn't reflect you know it doesn't reflect tissue levels. So it's a, so far it's still a bit you know it's still in that or like was I said cutting edge phase do you do, do you use it will uh i have not i i did do two sessions of infusions and that was because uh the person the guy i work with bill falloon who owns life extension uh wanted me to try it uh i you know again i whether that's maybe that's a testament to uh that i'm in decent health age-wise whatever i i can't personally say that anything okay uh giant happened now bill uh really feels it helped him a lot the other thing is and you know it's anything about nad infusions uh that that's actually been around a long time, and it's it actually been around for detox. Apparently, uh, it's been around to use as for detox of drugs and alcoholism for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And he said, and again, I don't know whether again we're talking we talking you know placebo objective or whatever that he didn't have an interest in a drink or anything else for like months. Uh, after after he uh, he said about two three months, he said he slept better and he just had no no interest in in any alcohol or anything like that. That's interesting. Yeah, and if you do if you do look up NAD infusions and like detox or alcoholism, you'll be surprised it's actually been around quite a while, uh, which surprised me because I started looking again myself into NAD and, and the you know NAD tissue levels and aging. Maybe, maybe just you know last like last year or so, like a lot of people. But uh, it, like I say, it has been kind of around for a while, and that's been its kind of its primary use as this is this detox from drugs and alcohol. What, again, lack of studies is is a problem there. Yeah, you know, yeah. But yeah, it is a really interesting one. NAD uh, and, and this whole, as you mentioned, chromadex and the whole thing is really uh, a getting, whole. It's, it's getting in the funky. Yeah, it's, it's a big, big court case going on there. Where that's going to end, uh, I really don't know. But it's 
it's not to the benefit of as as always we we the user yeah not the consumer can help yeah the consumer is not looking to help us because a lot of people really do feel that that nr you know uh, that supplement for raising nad is is really a breakthrough uh anti-aging uh supplement that that has you know downstream effects all over the place and should be available i want to take a break and when we come back i want to talk about stem cell i know that you spend a fair amount of time uh in panama uh, it's it's one of the places that people Americans uh, go to get stem cell therapy. Stem cell therapy has undergone some massive changes with uh, the, where they're actually getting stem cells from today, uh, not being offensive to most people, and uh, and whether or not what do we know? Do we know anything more? Does it is there any real conclusive evidence that stem cell therapies uh, provide any prophylactic benefits against? aging. We're talking with Will Brink today. His website is BrinkZone, B-R-I-N-K-Z-O-N-E dot com. Uh, it's loaded with amazing uh, articles uh, about a variety of things. Uh, Will is a prolific writer. I didn't know this much about him uh, until I started doing research for the show, uh, but it, we'll talk about his fiction a little bit later in the show as well. Stay tuned. You're listening to Superhuman Radio. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You, too, can benefit from Live On Labs' lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. Mitochondrial uncoupling is the holy grail of fat loss. Making mitochondria work harder raises body temperature and metabolic rate without the jitters of stimulants. Now there is an over-the-counter mitochondrial uncoupler that will let you shred your body down to the last pounds of body fat. It's Trojan Horse. This is the supplement breakthrough of the decade. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Trojan Horse banner ad. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your order today. BlackstoneLabs.com. Trojan Horse. If you suffer from abdominal bloating, relief is here. Introducing Atrontil. Developed by a board-certified gastroenterologist, it relieves bloating where it starts, in the small bowel. That's why works while other remedies don't. In clinical trials, 88% of bloating sufferers who use prescription medications with no relief found relieve their symptoms, and it's available without a prescription because is made from a patented molecular combination of botanical extracts. It's not a probiotic. Plus, it's natural, vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. Atrontil. Even the name is proven to make you feel better. Go to lovemytummy.com and use code SHR for 10% off. That's code SHR at lovemytummy.com. Lovemytummy.com. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably. 
favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right. Six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try. Just cover a small shipping and handling fee, and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to EFXSports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today. Once again, that's EFXSports.com. Ever feel like you want something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest Protein Bar, now comes the Quest High Protein Potato Chips with 21 grams of high-quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial ingredients. Just like Quest Bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest High Protein Potato Chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be. You're listening to the Superhuman Channel. Don't hate us because we feel good. Welcome back. Stem cells have become... uh, very, very popular topic. There's a lot of people who do podcasts going out to Panama and videoing themselves getting stem cell infusions. Um, I'm really confused about stem cells for a variety of reasons, Will. Yeah, and rightly so. Well, it's a, it is okay. not a simple topic. No, well, I, mean, I mean, first of all, I, I see people going to Panama. Yeah. Some very popular, Ben Greenfield, I think, did this just recently. You know, and he got infused with stem cells. And, and to me, you know, I followed stem cell science really from, from the point when there was one study being published a month to the now, you know, there's literally 55 studies being published every single uh, day now, and you can't even keep up with it, the, the diversity of them. But this, this notion that you can simply release a bunch of stem cells into the circulatory system and they will find broken things and fix them. This seems to, to me to be a, 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 a very, very optimistic thought, if, a, if possible at all. What do you think? Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's a fair uh, way of looking at it. But, you know, I, as always, the same problem with stem cells, sort of back to what we were talking about, the concept of cutting edge, is that it ranges from uh, beyond optimistic, which is just nonsense, you know, silliness to to legit uses, and and there's and in between, and and it's a very complicated topic, unfortunately, which makes it ripe for misinformation and disinformation, and all that. From the the basic stuff, a lot of people know PRP, which is you know they pull out some blood and spin it, so spin it up and take out your 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 uh, your platelets and put it back in you, which you know <clears throat> studies are not very promising on that. To to some very high tech. Stuff where they, there's patented, for example, uh, Dr. Reardon, who's in Panama, who's you know has patents on production of these what they call mesochymal cells that, <clears throat> in theory, should be you could program them. Remember, a, a, a stem cell being a, an undifferentiated cell that can become any cell if it's, but it's got to be programmed. This is where the science, you know, has to go, and and they have done some pretty amazing stuff in animals where they have been able to 
uh, <clears throat> put uh, uh, stem cells into damaged hearts and rebuild the, the heart tissue. But, 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 and, see, and I can get with that. I mean, I've yeah. even seen research. I've actually seen patients who've undergone uh, um, chondrocyte stem cell uh, deployment where it actually rebuilds <clears throat> the meniscus in the knee. But right. these, these, these stem cells were pulled from that person's own pelvis. They were spun. Right. Uh, they were lasered to activate something, and right. then right. they but were the factors in there to replicate them and grow. Yeah, them more. and and right. and then they were activated. There, there were things added to them to make them back into chondrocyte. It right. wasn't like as though by putting them in that environment they went, oh, we're going to become chondrocytes. You have right. to activate them. So this idea of releasing, you know, free Willie, freeing Willie into the bloodstream, and he's going to become whatever he comes in contact with. To me, sounds to be uh, the, yeah. where the snake oh, I, will. And, and I agree. And that's you know again, that's that's where it ranges from uh, those those places and companies that that seem to be doing uh, and you know those, those really highly targeted jobs. For example, I think that that the place that your your friend with, I'm assuming, probably went to MediStem, which is owned by Dr. Reardon, uh, who's also had um, had some some really famous. Yes, he has NFL players come down there. Okay. He's had movie stars. Uh, come down there. He's got. There's a couple of videos. I mean, a couple. Yes, videos yes. Of, he had. He had uh, Mel Gibson's father. Yes, Mel right? Gibson's father, yes. who literally got off the plane in, in a wheelchair in his 90s. Uh, to this day, you know, I guess he's walking around and feeling good. The ones that the, the couple of videos that I saw that for me kind of turned again turned me around a little bit was several people with uh, severe spinal cord injuries who have who went down there. You know, basically uh, paralytic, unable to to function at all. And were able to, uh, uh, you know, stand and walk. Now, we're not talking about going from, you know, immobile to perfect walking. We're talking about, but, and you can't placebo that one. You know, right. I mean, I'm, again, I'm a scientist by heart, and I can be kind of a hard ass when it comes to that type of thing. I, right. I always, but, you know, you can't placebo your way out of that one. Uh, and there's a couple of them where people went down there, like, say, with pretty severe spinal cord injuries who had, and so they, they do take, they do have a way of programming. They've got their, you know, way they approach these mesochymal cells where they do program them to, you know, to work with these tissues. They're injected right into the location, obviously. Ah. Find their way. They're 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 injected with, uh, with some promote, you know, a, 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 a growth promoting stuff. So there there's really something going on there. Um, again, my my sort of, and they have published some studies too. They actually did publish a a study, uh, a couple of small studies. Again, the but the end of the day. Um, subjectively and clinically, what I see is very promising, but they desperately need some some more published data here, uh, in my view. But I will say that I have seen and I talked to uh, Dr. Reardon. I've, I've been to that you know uh, you know been to that that uh, clinic a number of times. I've talked to their two main docs, and, and you can go read that they are very and, and again the good stuff. And I don't want to promote like scam artists again, but the stuff that really works is is not cheap. This isn't that that fifteen hundred dollar again PRP thing where they right. run up your serum and stick it back in your knee. This stuff's expensive uh, if they're doing, uh, you know, what they're supposed to be doing. And there's probably again only a, a you know few people, not a few, but there's a, there's a handful of people in the world that are really doing doing some of this really targeted stuff. But even um, uh, even I mean, some of the big you know uh, hospitals and labs in the states are are, are uh, focusing on uh, stem cell research and. You know that it is it's it's the it's the medicine of the future. But again, it, unfortunately, being this early in its in its development, it is really rife for 
these problems, such as like you said, you know, let's just let's just infuse a bunch into your body and hope they go find the right spot. You know, uh, that's. But again, now this could be this could be placebo. I don't know. But again, like Mel Gibson's father, he didn't go for a specific ailment he went from you know just a general tiredness and lethargy and you know aging and i'm old yeah old we're all, yeah, all just, getting just, older right that th- this and, is why i'm interested in it. it's like if this stuff is legit i want to get on it now before i yeah oh absolutely and mel gibson's father the response i mean you, i don't know if you saw I me mean, but mel Perl went on a one-man you know promotional he was so impressed that he did a bunch of videos for the guy he went on uh, uh joe rogan's show he's you know and here he is he's a very wealthy famous guy who certainly doesn't need you know the money so um he and his father apparently is still doing pretty well. I think he goes back yearly or every six months for, you know, because it's not going to last forever. I think, again, there's no studies, but they find around six months to a year seems to be the uh, uh, the, the the time period by which you're going to need, you know, need another one. And these stem cells depend on growth factors. Since you I- I invoke that, that, that topic, I want to open up something in, in, into a, in, in tangentially. So the uh, Food and Drug Administration has um, loosened up their hold on compounding pharmacies, uh, purchasing uh, amino acid sequencers and starting to produce their own uh, peptides uh, like BPC-157, like thymosin beta-4, like many of the growth-provoking secretagogues, uh, modified growth factor 1 through 29 and GHRP-6 and so on. But there are some even more interesting ones. uh, If you can sit down and read through the Russian literature... Uh, that make us think, wow, there may be some magic in these very, very small peptides, these two and three amino acid peptides like epitalon and penalon. I, I got to believe that that you've dug into that because there seems to be this, like like the epitalon uh, uh, process is uh, you do 20 days of a fairly high dose, daily dose, once a year, and it's supposed to like take years off your life, like like your whole body. It's not like just your skin; it's everything. What do you think? You know, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I have not looked into it to great depth because I, I have to say, I, I I just you know I got burnout on on peptides. They're the the miracle peptide. Every six months for twenty years, we've heard of the, the miracle peptide. Uh, which has turned out to be mostly nonsense. Um, right. So I, I don't get real excited, I guess. You know, as you know, there's only so much time in the day to look at certain things. And, and right. I just – I don't – have not gotten terribly excited. I don't tend to see, again, the data that, that really wows me. Uh, Secretogs, uh, you know, again, I, I, I just never see any, any, any huge differences. Every time anybody seems subjectively mentioning amazing things, Secretogs, they're always doing other stuff. Uh, and if, you know, if something like that should work, it should work on its own. And I, I just personally am just not, not terribly impressed, you know, and when it can, and you say the magic words, which is Russian research, you remember, this is the, this is also the place that, you know, the Russians also did studies saying that, uh, bug molting hormones were more effective than D-ball right. and so forth. I honestly, and that's not that the Russians aren't capable of doing perfectly good research, but I will tell you in the research community, I personally, it, it, it it's, it's fiction to me until I see it reproduced. Uh, in a Western, you know, some kind of Western uh, equivalent lab, because the the Russian maybe they, I think they just they just don't have the same checks and balances that we do uh, as right. far as like who does it and who doesn't. Um, you know, and I will tell you that in, inside the research community, we don't talk about this in public too often, but there is a pecking order of countries where research comes out of that you will pay attention to or you will not. Uh, and again, I, I think all of these countries are 
absolutely capable of excellent research and have excellent scientists. That's not the issue per se. It's just they, you know, whether they just don't have the same checks and balances that we do, or, or they don't have uh, they don't have the same peer review. I don't know, but I will tell you that that you know, if it comes out of Russia, to me, it, you know, you're questioning until I see it off it, the bat. It's just it's just non-existent. And how many times do we see that with some? Remember um, testosterone boosting supplements that come out of like oh, Italy. Right. Remember Russian right? bear, Russian bear. Right. So, but there's always usually a, a couple of studies that will come out of Italy. They're kind of famous for this stuff, and where it looks really good on paper, and people will buy a bunch of it, and it gets sold. And then some some university here, without any financial interest, will go check it out, and it doesn't do dick. Right. And so I personally. Uh, I, I need to see, you know, cooperative evidence and, and objective stuff, and I just don't get very excited, uh, you know, about something where I'm going to say, okay, I need to dig into this. And I will tell you, the the, the peptides in general, and, and that doesn't mean again there isn't a peptide or some peptides that won't turn out to be, you know, really amazing stuff. It just it just doesn't float my. Uh, my doesn't boat. excite you. You don't see that that putting that effort into learning no, more about them is really worth I really it. Don't. Again, the you know the secretatog concept has been around forever, and I, I have never seen one yet that I, I was. Terribly, and every time you know you see some subjective raves and stuff about it, but uh, objectively, uh, and I, I know a number of docs who, who use some of them clinically, and um, you know, again, I, I maybe it's I, I, th- I think they have their place. My opinion of them is that I think they have their place. I don't think they're silver bullets by any chance. No. But then again, I don't think anything is a silver bullet. But in the old, the other thing about GH secreted talk, of course, is you know, spiking GH is not difficult. You can stand in the cold naked, yeah. hit yourself in the head with a hammer. I mean, you know. We already know that the acute spikes of, of a lot of hormones, especially GH, just they really don't translate uh, into what we care about, which is you know uh, ch- change in fat-free mass or strength or performance or, you know, well, t- I, or I, tissue I, turnover. Right, or tissue yeah. turnover. Something you know at the end of the day. Again, I've, I've read so much research that I, I'm kind of a rubber hits the road guy, which is when I see data that shows it affects these endpoints that I care about, I don't care. Blood levels, you know. Uh, all that don't care. I, I have to say, at the end of the day, show me where it, you know, it altered my strength, my muscle mass, my bone density, you know, something like that, and didn't cause, you know, a tumor or whatever, and I'm a happy guy. But so with that, with that, on that note, I want to take a break, and when we come back, I want to talk about something that uh, they said uh, many years ago. We would look back at someday and go, oh, these were the muskets uh, of the anti-aging war. And that are simple hormones like testosterone, pregnenolone, progesterone. It -hmm. seems to me that uh, they continue to win uh, uh, or earn their respect uh, year after year as being really cornerstones of the anti-aging protocols for men and women. I want to talk about them, and I want to juxtapose that against SARMs. I don't think SARMs are worth a penny. I want to hear your opinion of that. Stay tuned. We're talking with Will Brink. His website is the Brink Zone, B-R-I-N-K-Z-O-N-E.com. If you go there today, you'll actually be smarter tomorrow. Stay tuned. Mitochondrial uncoupling is the holy grail of fat loss. Making mitochondria work harder raises body temperature and metabolic rate without the jitters of stimulants. Now there is an over-the-counter mitochondrial uncoupler that will let you shred your body down to the last pounds of body fat. It's Trojan Horse. This is the supplement breakthrough of the decade. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Trojan Horse banner ad. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your order today. BlackstoneLabs.com. Trojan Horse. Hi, I'm Ashley Grace, co-founder of H-Hemp Company. 
Hemp CBD improved my life so much that I started H Hemp Company to help others naturally feel better. You don't have to have had a severe brain injury like me to benefit from H Hemp Company products. If you're struggling to feel better, calm your brain, or better deal with daily stress and want to do so naturally, please try H Hemp Company products. Search H Hemp Company and use code SHR for 20% off and free shipping. That's H Hemp Company and code SHR. Eat dessert again with the new 100% natural line of high protein, low carb Quest protein bars. I love lemon cream pie and strawberry cheesecake, but you can choose from chocolate peanut butter, coconut cashew, or cinnamon roll as well. No matter which one you try, you'll feel like you're eating dessert. But this is no ordinary dessert. With 20 grams of high quality whey protein isolate, 17 grams of prebiotic fiber, and sweetened with stevia, these bars will make you feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest Protein Bar banner ad to learn more about these clean and delicious protein bars. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Who ever heard of a supplement company that lets you pick the products they make and sell? What you have now, we are All-American Body, a factory-direct supplement brand proudly brought to you by All-American Pharmaceutical. Don't pay more somewhere else. You can get the same or even better products directly from us. Now check this out. All-American Body is a brand about you. Tell us what to make next so you can save big. Go ahead and request a specific ingredient. You know, arginine, citrulline, vitamin D, a product type or category, keto, greens, naturals, herbals, nootropics, and even a specific brand branded product or formula. We'll either copy it exactly or make it even better. And best of all, it won't cost anything close to what you've been paying, period. And if we do end up using your suggestion, you'll get the first bottle absolutely free. We'll also give you full credit on that product's description page. You'll be famous signing autographs and people asking you to take pictures with them wherever you go. So head on over to allamericanbody.com right now. That's allamericanbody.com and make your product request today. All American Body, crazy savings, insane results. Now, the number one best-selling non-hormonal anabolic agent at PredatorNutrition.com. Progenadrex has established itself as the category killer. If you're having difficulty gaining muscle while staying lean, you owe it to yourself to try Progenadrex. 100% of store reviews rated it at five stars, the highest possible ranking. And today, right now, there are guys pouring their hearts out in the gym with little or nothing to show for it. Don't waste any more time. Go to PredatorNutrition.com today and get Progenadrex, the world world's absolute best drug-free muscle gainer move over superheroes this is the superhuman channel welcome back we're talking with will brink so i remember probably over a decade ago reading an article that uh, someday testosterone therapy would be obsolete. It would be replaced by better alternatives. They were talking about selective androgen receptor modulators, SARMs. Um, I've experimented with some of the early SARMs. Um, I, I, I don't know why anybody would take a SARM over being prescribed a, a testosterone preparation, cypionate, enanthate, or something like that. Um, 
testosterone and other parental hormones like pregnenolone and progesterone, DHEA, they tend to still be the build, the building blocks of a good HRT program, right? Yeah, I would I would say that's still uh, definitely still the case. Um, yeah, I'm like you. I when again when SARMs came out, it's sort of similar similar to the secretatogs. When SARMs were start being talked about, you know, everybody went bananas. And that was what decade plus, maybe two decades ago, and everybody was talking about it was going to be the next, you know, most incredible thing. And uh, you know, it, it, for the most part, I believe that pharmaceutical companies have been trying to find you know the magic SARM, and it just keeps falling on its face. Uh, you know, from from their perspective, and if they could find find that magic SARM, and I think there's a few in, in clinical use, but again, uh, like you, I don't there's I don't really see any reason not to use testosterone and even the, the supposed negatives. Which again, I also it's a lot of SARMs almost were not to get away from the the uh, the established physical negatives of testosterone, but more the psychological, the stigma. You know, yes. If we could just if we could just come up with a drug that did all the great things testosterone did. Yeah, we don't you know, have to it, it's almost like this evil testosterone. Yeah. We could, you know, that's what they're doing. You know, you know what it reminds me of. Well, you, you know, if you ever had a friend who like had a girlfriend and she probably wasn't like she she wasn't nice to him, so you you buddied up with him. He's like, oh, she sucks. You know, she sucks. She's no good. I heard she did this. I heard she did that. And then two weeks later, you see them out together. And he has to, and he has to lay the deke on you because you talk bad about his girlfriend. And so I kind of feel like the pharmaceutical industry has spent decades demonizing testosterone and and attributing it with things that it's that have no attribution to it. You know, the, the, the cancer, tumors, uh, uh, you know, all sorts of stupid stuff, or death, people dying from it. And and now it's almost like they 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 go oh man we you know we would love to sell this stuff but we've just spent like the, the past quarter century bashing it how do we explain that? Well, I, I mean honestly, I think there's it's almost worse than that because they're doing what they always do, which is playing two ends against the middle. They're more than I mean look at the look at the low T commercials. They're more than happy to push. You know, they're all on board with testosterone and SARMs. They don't care how they make money. I think the. I think the uh, more doctors and, and FDA and, and sports leagues and all them, they're the ones that are caught in that, that spot you're talking about, which is they spend so much time demonizing it you know, that they don't know what to do with themselves. But the uh, pharmaceutical industry, I mean, they're, like I say, they're doing what they always do, playing two ends against the middle, you know, uh, selling test, pushing testosterone like crazy for one thing and then, you know, pushing SARMs if they can find one that works, you know, somewhere else. But I like to, uh, you know, the analogy to me to SARMs is the SARMs, right? Now, right. SARMs have been around forever, right? And at the end of the day, they, they do some well, some things well, and they do some other things really badly, and they're just not miracle pills. You know, they they have they can reduce uh, cancer in some tissues, but they increase cancer rates in other tissues. They have mood problems and all the rest of it. So, you know, they, they don't um, – I think it's the same thing. You're, just, you're not going to outsmart, at least not yet, you know, uh, uh, 10 million years of evolution. Uh, because you think you've got a handle on, you know, which, uh, you know, which uh, uh, res- uh, responses you're going to get from this chemical yet. Not, not to say that, you know, we shouldn't keep trying and all that. And, and maybe there maybe there is a magic SARM that will will give us, you know, all the effects of the benefits of testosterone. None of the negatives uh, won't cause, you know, any uh, HPTA negative feedback or anything else. I mean, it doesn't mean it can't be found. But uh, again, I do know pharmaceutical companies have been have been trying to find the magic SARM uh, for a long time, and my my understanding is that they come up either they come up short or they've got unexpected side effects, or you know none of them probably are, are you know, as you said any more beneficial than just a you know good old uh, TRT. 
uh, HRT. But, uh, you know, we started, a lot of people thought SERMs, again, especially in the early body, deal, you know, SERMs were going to be the cure for everything, you know. And, right. you know, we found out they are not. You know, they were going to stop gyno. They were going to do this. They were going to make you dry. Yada yada yada. Well, yeah, they're going to make you. They make you cry. Yeah, they, <laughs> they'll yeah, make you cry. Make, <laughs> yeah, they make people. Uh, yeah, they make men emotional and uh, <laughs> can do all kinds of stuff. So, as usual, uh, science science carries on. I, I, you know, the, I, the SARMs for me kind of you know fall in the the place of the secreta togs, which is just a, for me, it's a big yawn. Uh, it doesn't mean. But speaking of like uh, the peptides, which you are another one as far as anti aging is a GDF eleven. That that's getting uh, a lot of attention in the anti aging. I don't think it's got a bodybuilding application, but in the anti aging uh, stuff, there was a guy. And I, I want to give a shout out before I forget. And this might be something you might want to attend, Carl. Uh, something called the Rad Fest. R A A D Fest. That is where uh, this type of stuff, everything we've been talking about, kind of where the scientists and stuff go to to talk about this stuff. Uh, for example, Dr. Reardon, the guy we were talking about earlier uh, with the stem cells, he'll be he's speaking there. Um, you obviously know Ray Kurzweil, right? Yeah, sure. Well, Kurzweil, he's the premier speaker at this thing. He's you know people for those who don't know Dr. Kurzweil, he really is probably the the most eminent futurist uh, you know that exists. Uh, he's an MIT scientist, and, and uh, he wrote a uh, uh, he's written some really good books about how uh, biology and technology and all that will sort of merge. Uh, in about fifty years or so, and will become a you know a bit uh, a bit computer chip and a bit this and that. So that the Radfest is probably the best place for people to go if they're looking again in that anti aging stuff. Which obviously there's overlap. There's discussion on the hormones and all that. Uh, and sometimes you know uh, I have to I have to say that some of it is really good and interesting and but typical of what I said in the beginning. And some of it honestly is a little out there and you know I kind of a little eye rolling for me as a hardcore scientist. But by and large. Really good place to go uh, if you want to see, you know, what's going on and really the cutting, the real cutting edge, you know, stuff. Now we're not talking multivitamins and yoga here, you know. Right, 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 talking, right. And and but you're talking about GDF eleven. We're talking about now. What is, what is GDF eleven? GDF eleven is a is a is another growth factor, another peptide that that is found that seems to be very. Uh, very connected again to, to, to aging. You can you almost look at uh, GDF eleven levels in, in aging people and. Guess their age by the the one guy who's really hot on it who spoke basically says that he you know he can tell you your age without you telling him if he looks at your GDF eleven levels which of course uh, I, I you know I can't uh, I can't confirm of course but uh, he the, he's real hot on it and there's and he's gotten other people to be interested in it he sees it a little bit too much as a silver bullet you know I, the problem with a lot of these things as you know even smart people researchers they, they they get married to an idea and for them it becomes a silver bullet and then they just you know nothing else is on there and that and that's part of my that's my biggest problem in and everything whether it's sports nutrition whether it's training modalities whether it's anti-aging uh whether it's you know science in general my problem with all of this is and and, and luckily you know i'm like you i'm just in search of some facts i'm, I'm like Mul or, or agent Mulder. you know i'm in search of i'm in search of the facts and so I don't have any dog in any fight. I don't have to protect any uh, position. Uh, in fact, uh, this audience has seen me over the past 13 years change my position on things a dozen times because, you know, what you think you know, you find out you don't know, and then you know something new, and then you find out that wasn't really it either. And if you're not willing to change your position, then you're, 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 going to ne you're never going to find out what, what – the, the yeah. truth, and, is. you know, that's and that's happened to and that's happened to some very famous scientists that they 
paint themselves, including Einstein, but they have painted themselves into a corner about a position and they are just unwilling to change it. And so you know, once they get married to an idea, they uh, that's kind of usually where they get themselves in trouble because they, they've gotten to the point where they're so invested in a, an idea or a theory or whatever that they, they're just incapable of, of hearing anything else. And that includes, as I say, some of the most famous scientists have, have done that. Uh, I believe Einstein denied the existence of black holes. To his own math, his own formula said they'd be there, and he just thought they were too weird to exist. And he said, "There's just no, uh, they don't exist." What did he say? It was a formulary anomaly. I mean, what, what, what you know? Yeah, I think that's uh, that was his position that they were they just they they might they might by his own because a lot of times, remember, you know, other scientists would take his work and and, and work out work it out and come back to him. And and uh, yeah, he his he denied he just there's just there they may seem like they're possible on paper, but they just don't exist in nature. They're too weird. Interesting. Uh, he he was like that about a couple of things where he really he really got his back up uh, about a few things and he was wrong. But you know, I mean, again, so what? Nobody's you know we're all wrong about something. That's okay. But I mean, there were there were some things where he was presented as other people can be, and, and you know we have to and we all have to be careful about. It. I mean, I you know you have to check yourself and say you know am I am I digging my heels in too much about this because I just don't like that it's you know it's going against. Uh, you know what I what I've been thinking all along, or or you know what my gut tells me, or you know something, and and say some of the some of the very highest level people, if anything, maybe even more guilty of that than than others that maybe don't. Well, isn't that. it because they've built careers on things? Like I, I know a guy, I mean I know several people who have built uh, businesses, I mean careers, uh, empires on on specific notions, and. And as silly as they sound now, they can't back down. They can't. What do they say? Oops, I was wrong. You know. Uh, you, well, you know. Uh, let's uh, let's go. If we go back to bodybuilding, let's uh, talk about Mike Menser. This is a perfect example. Okay. He, he he literally you know built his entire sort of thing and his his foundation and what people follow him for and his his heavy duty thing about one and two sets. And he was wrong, and he's been proven that, that, that you know he demonstrably wrong. Every study, and even when those studies started to come out and stuff, he just would not. He just doubled down on it. I remember he and Dan Duchesne, you know, started to get into get into it. Uh, and like I say, as and now back when he first came out, understandably there was no there was no studies and all that, and you know it was his word versus somebody else's. But as time went on, uh, he was wrong, and you know he had nothing, but he had nowhere to go. I mean, where would where would a guy like Mike Menser go if if he you know he can't just say, well, okay. You know, uh, well, especially guess, because guess, because he had an amazing physique and he claimed that he built it that way. But wasn't it Arthur Jones's real, really Arthur Jones's baby? The whole uh, high intensity training approach. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, you know, you've got the whole. There's a lot of. Um, there's, I mean, again, Arthur Jones is obviously a whole, a whole other, a whole other topic. I don't know if he lived long enough to, you know, again double down. But I mean, a lot of what Arthur Jones did was was more. Circus. Then. Yeah, I know he was. I, That's he, where he came from. He was. Yeah, and he came from, and he was. He was a smart guy, and he, was, he really was. I mean, you couldn't. Arthur but he Jones, was a marketer. He was a, but he was a marketer, right? And a very accomplished one at that. But I mean, look, we all know again back in the day, we all were. I remember when I first saw my first uh, um, Nautilus machines, and I thought, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. And you know, a lot of them again talk about reductionist. I mean, we're going back to the right we started. We talk about reductionist. Some of these machines were so reductionist, you know, that uh, end of the day, they really weren't that effective, and. Some of them, I actually, I mean, there's some old, some of those old, uh, like the dual leg press. I love that machine. I still do. Uh, it was a real weird look. It looked like something out of Aliens. It, had, it was a huge machine, right. and you could work, you could work legs separately at the same time, which at the time was 
you know, kind of a, a novel idea and stuff. Right. But there were a lot of them. There were a lot of them that were just you know useless too. Well, to the, to this day, his pullover machine, in my opinion, is still the best. I train. I actually have three different pullover machines to choose from when I do pullovers, and I use the Nautilus. It, it, yeah. it, for me, it works. No, some of them. I, yeah, I say some of them really were, but a lot of them just just really weren't great machines, and they were again overly reductionist. But um, you know, again, but I think there's a number of people, as you said, that uh, and and it happens to them. Yeah, they built an entire career. Some of them, I think, yes, they built an entire career and they can't go anywhere with it. And some of them just are stubborn and don't like the idea that something. Yeah, is. because they could, they could, they could salvage what was right about what they were, what they felt or believed, and adapt what is now new into it and give rebirth to their careers. Yeah. But they they don't want to admit that they just spent the past. 15 years giving people the wrong information yeah there was um uh, also i forget his name now it's been a while but there was a very famous virologist who bet his entire career that uh aids or hiv was not was not a virus and he 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 doubled down every chip he had on that one i, I forget his name it's been so long but and luckily uh, lucky for him you forgot his name because yeah that's course, like it's been it, a long, but he ruined his career i mean as you as you'd expect he he absolutely tanked his career but he held he held on to that one uh, for a long, long time. Wow. And he was a famous guy. I mean, he was really, like I say, the reason people took him seriously because he was, he really was like a top tier virologist at the time. And, oh, I forget his name. It's bothering me. What do you, what do you think is, what do you think? And, and cause I want, I want to take one last commercial break cause I want to ask you to put your, your neck in the noose and weigh in on, uh, ketone salts and ketogenic diet and fasting mimicking and fasting and all that sort of stuff as the last, uh, discussion about its value in anti-aging. Uh, but what do, what do you think is really exciting right now uh, in the in the uh, on the horizon for anti aging? Well, I, again, I think the exciting stuff is the stuff that's really floating under the radar um, as far as uh, as far as I mean, are we talking about again sort of mild stuff? There's like metformin, of course, which is really interesting stuff, right? Or are we sort of on the the cutting edge stuff? Like no, CR? no, no. That metformin is good. I, I still think metformin. I don't. I, I still don't buy the whole metformin thing. Um, uh, there are some downsides to metformin when we look at mTOR, um, and also there is now some emerging research on how uh, metformin may monopolize or, or, or what's the word I'm looking for. Um, colonize the gut with some unsavory microbes. Um, so I'm, I'm still holding my breath on the metformin thing. I kind of feel like, you know, you can do more with, and I want to talk about fasting, uh, you could do more with intermittent fasting than you, you know, and get this, a lot of the same results. But, but more cutting edge, anything sexier out there be, besides metformin? Well, the only, I mean, the sexy stuff is, uh, is A, a little bit weird, and two, very expensive. But I mean, like, young plasma infusions are really, as crazy as they sound, uh, literally vampire type stuff. But it, no, 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 really I've done, I've done, I've done shows, I've done shows on this for, uh, eight years ago, I did my first show about getting infused. I, I predicted that someday we'd be able to go someplace and get young blood, you know, and there's a lot of evidence yeah. that there's a value to that, you know. A ton, but uh, you know, at the moment, as far as as always, there's the you know there's the real stuff and there's the nonsense. But to do that, obviously, you you and they do it with like some people. You do it with college and students, students, but also you give them EPO, so you have to so you can really get obviously up their blood counts way up, and then they have to give blood and they they can't do it too quickly, so it's not a very pleasant experience. And then they have to process it and make sure you know it's it's safe from disease and all that. And then you they put it you put it back into older people, and that is the miraculous shit. 
Right. Uh, that's yeah. really amazing stuff. And, you know, the animal, you've seen the animals. Tommy. You literally oh. see an old mouse get young right before your freaking eyes. It is. And they haven't narrowed, completely narrowed down. Of course. I mean, there's still thousands of factors in your blood that they are not completely identified as to, you know, what does what. And at some point, obviously, what will happen is they'll figure out what are the, the, the two, three, or whatever handful of things in young people's blood versus older people's blood that is doing this and we'll be able to get that when that will be a revolutionary thing, which will probably bring the prices down a whole lot. Right. But things like uh, young blood, uh, young blood transfer. Uh, another one, which is really interesting is rapamycin. Yeah. Uh, and rapamycin, there are people doing it. Uh, now rapamycin, now some people probably know that will, will be thinking, wait a second, rapamycin. Yeah. It's an anti-rejection really, drug. It's an anti-rejection drug. Right. Nasty. When I first heard of that, I thought there is nothing. The last thing in the world I'm going to take is rapamycin. That is some nasty stuff. However, like a lot of things, like everything, the dose makes the poison. And the thing about rapamycin, apparently, and there are quite a few animal studies, and we're not talking just mouse. We're now up to, like, larger animals, uh, dogs and stuff, and some humans that used at the right time for the right period of time, it appears to, like, reboot uh, reboot the entire immune system to a younger level. Uh, there was that. Even CNN did, you know, they're not exactly cutting edge. CNN did a really interesting thing um, is for some reason it's caught with dogs. You've got vets, and there's a bunch of dog studies right now, and there are people that are giving their dogs rapamycin. Uh, and you, you should see the CNN. It's a, if, I think you could even... You mean, where, where are uh, these like people that. obtaining rapamycin for their dogs? Uh, the, I, right now, I think it's just studies. And there might oh. be some vets also. I'm not sure okay. uh, if... Uh, now, the thing about rapamycin, which you really have to make clear here, is you do absolutely do not want to run out and find some sort of rapamycin. No. It's, a very, it's very yeah. dangerous. You could, you could die. Is, if you take yeah. rapamycin appropriately, you could die. You could catch a cold from somebody and it'll kill you. Yeah, you, really, yeah, rapamycin is really nasty stuff, which, again, which is why the first time I heard about it, I was like, you're out of your mind. But... Again, I went – I started talking to – you know, I just the last few years, I've just gotten really interested in doing some work with, you know, what is sort of the cutting-edge people uh, out there. And one of them that keeps coming up was rapamycin, and I did – like I said, I looked at the data. Uh, I looked at some of the – for some like I said, dog, if you look up uh, – there's a number of animal studies. And the, these animals are younger on a cellular level. This is the, the really what true – not nicer-looking skin or, you know, pinker tongue or something cosmetic. Right. But these animals are, are on a cellular level younger. Uh, and it, it seems to do some some really impressive reboot, some sort of a reboot of the immune system. Whether, you know, it, basically the way it's used properly is it's used like one day a week or once once every two weeks for one day, and that's it. It's a single dose, and it is highly immunosuppressive for that for that time, and then it's gone. It's very it has a very short half life, so it only does it for like a day or two, right. and then. For whatever purpose, I don't know the the, the mech mechanisms yet myself. I don't know if anybody does, but for whatever reason, that seems to be a, just a total reboot to to the animal to a much younger. Uh, whether maybe it's the challenge, not sure. Um, Synolytics is another one that that's going to be synolytics yeah. um, or synolytics or synolytics is a whole other area of. of uh, and this is like say something that the, the Radfest talks about a lot. Uh, the Rescue Elders Project, which I which I do some work for with their trying to do is sort of find out what would be the protocol for all of these. So for example, do you use synolics to get rid of the old, the old cells first, and then you wrap a myosin to boot the, the immune system, oh. then an NAD infusion? Or, you know, what they're trying to sort of pin down is what Actually come up with the treatment protocol. Yes, exactly. All, using all of them is what they're, what, they're, what they're sort of looking for. And that's an interesting uh, – Rescue Elders is, again, owned by a, a, a first friend of mine. 
And uh, he's, you know, very interested in, in the cutting edge stuff. GDF-11 is another one. Um, like I said, the, the plasma okay, transfer... G- GDF-11 is a peptide, so I would imagine if you could obtain real GDF-11, then injecting it would help. Well, that's at least that's what the the uh, objective, or sorry, the subjective evidence suggests, and there's some good data to push it. Again, I, I have to always, you know, fall back on my my uh, conservative self and, and say, look, I, I need more data. Right. But it's it's one that's getting attention among anti aging scientists, uh, you know, who really know what they're doing versus you know uh, some chiropractor who you know, wants to give you a patch or something. Yeah, and that's right. not and that's not to say anything bad against chiropractors. I use one myself. Right. Uh, but, you know, they do do tend to sort of get themselves into areas they shouldn't go. I guess to to, to yeah, say. they're 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 open minded. They're open minded. Yeah, which again, which is yeah. not a bad thing. But sometimes they, you know, you you it's good to have an open mind, but not so open your brain falls out. Which is <laughs> that's a that's a good point. Um, okay, I want to take our last commercial break. When we come back, I want you to weigh in on the whole ketogenic slash uh, fasting mimita- mimicking slash uh, ketone thing because obviously there's a lot of people. Uh, claiming that it actually can promote uh, anti-aging benefits, and then I want to talk about your uh, um, your fiction uh, that okay. you write. That's uh, that'll be really cool. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Will Brink. What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right. Six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try. Just cover a small shipping and handling fee, and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to EFXSports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today. Once again, that's EFXSports.com. Mitochondrial uncoupling is the holy grail of fat loss. Making mitochondria work harder raises body temperature and metabolic rate without the jitters of stimulants. Now there is an over-the-counter mitochondrial uncoupler that will let you shred your body down to the last pounds of body fat. It's Trojan Horse. This is the supplement breakthrough of the decade. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Trojan Horse banner ad. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your order today. BlackstoneLabs.com. Trojan Horse. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Hi, I'm Ashley Grace, co-founder of H-Hemp Company. Hemp CBD improved my life so much that I started H-Hemp Company to help others naturally feel better. You don't have to have had a severe brain injury like me to benefit from H-Hemp Company products. If you're struggling to feel better, calm your brain, or better deal with daily stress and want to do so naturally, please try H-Hemp Company products. Search HM Company and use code SHR for 20% off and free shipping. That's HM Company and code SHR. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You too can benefit from Live On Labs' lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. 
Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in Can-C eye drops. I've been using Can-C for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is I've been using Can-C eye drops for 11 years now, and I credit Can-C eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. Can-C eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse Cansee Eye Drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how Cansee Eye Drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. This is the Superhuman Channel. Evolution just got kicked up a notch. You know, sometimes you have to work out where you can, when you can, because that's life. I mean, sometimes I'll bust out a set of push-ups during the commercial break. And that's why I'm a huge fan of this Swerk It app. It's a digital fitness experience designed just for you. Imagine workouts that you can customize to fit whatever needs you have. And with the tap, you can move past an exercise if you don't want to do it. But that's probably the one you should do. Uh, They deliver high-quality videos on any device, my listeners get 10% membership discount on top of a 30-day free trial. Check it out today. Head over to Swerkit, S-W-O-R-K-I-T.com forward slash super. That's Swerkit.com forward slash super to sign up today. Check it out. Don't be without a way or a means to train no matter where you are. I bet you Will Brink believes in that kind of stuff. Will, I bet you were just doing push-ups during the commercial break, weren't you? No. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> I wish I could say I was. <laughs> I, was I was not. I, I, was, uh, not. I, I, t- I worked out this morning. So. There you go. Yeah, so did I. I, 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 think- I tell you, um, I, 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 how old are you, Will? 53. Okay, so I'm 60. My body is starting to uh, push back. It's uh keeps breaking. Things keep breaking. I'm, I'm well, trying to... yeah, if you made it get it to sixty and it's just starting to push back, good for you, man. Yeah. Right. Well I'm I'm not but I'm not letting it. I, I don't care. I I, yeah. I got I got a couple more big squats left in me. I'm gonna find them in the next couple of Well you years. know, I, I think that then that brings up an excellent uh point that to what we were saying about earlier about that people and this is even gym goers, that again they paint themselves into a corner by being hard asses or, or inflexible and, and can't change their approach to stuff. And you see that in the gym too. You know, I mean, as we get older uh, and something hurts or doesn't hurt, you know, you've got to be adaptable. Yeah. You've got to say, okay, well, I, I can't do that. I'm not going to do this day. I'm going to do this. Or I'm okay. I'm not going to get a PR. I'm not going to get the PR 55. I got a third, whatever that is. And I see guys, you know, basically grind themselves into the ground because they just cannot or will not do anything, but, you know, other than what they were doing, when they were 25, you know, because I'm a hardcore guy, and then until they, you know, li- you know, literally tear something they can't live without, versus, you know, me or other people who, you know, are just say, look, all right, well, uh, I- I'm not going to do deadlifts anymore because, you know, they- they're not, they're not, my back doesn't, won't tolerate it or my SI joint or whatever it is, I'm going to do this, which right. will give me a-, a similar benefit. It will hit the muscles I'm trying to help, hit and so on and so forth. Uh, I have a torn rotator cuff, which which is almost completely torn. And I don't want to get operated on. Uh, and the doc basically, you know, that I work with said, well, look, you know, if you're going to keep trying to push for, I don't know, you know, do benches and try for, you know, PRs, you're going to tear it. 
if you're willing to work around it, you know, maybe you can live with it. And that's what I've been doing. I'm living with it. I just do something else and I'm fine. You know, I mean, so, I mean, that's a perfect point that, you know, you don't have, you don't have to be the world's greatest scientist to get yourself into that corner. Uh, I see that all the time. And I, and I work with, you know, I, I being, you know, now guys that talk to me, the contact aren't, aren't young kids. They're, they're, you know, our age. They're guys that grew up reading the magazines and saying, you know, well, I, I try, you know, try to do a, you know, personal best at, uh, you know, 62 on the deadlift the other day and I'm going to walk for a week. And I'm like, well, let's stop it. Yeah. Well, but, you know, part of that is uh, I just had this conversation with a guy named Brad in the sauna this morning. As you get older, um, you feel like you got to prove more that the ego, the ego changes as you get older. Yeah, no, I mean, ego is the, is the ego is the key concept right there. I think you've hit the nail on the head. Yeah, an you ego, know, and, an and, and, and ego, ego doesn't respect the process. Ego goes, I used to be able to deadlift 500 pounds. X amount of years ago, whenever that was. Mm -hmm. And surely I could grab the bar and pull four right now, even though I haven't deadlifted in a while. That is a stupid assumption because it, it shows that you lack respect of your body and the process. Now, get into the gym. You, you want to deadlift again? Get into the gym. Pull 135. Do as many reps as you can and relax. And do that for a couple weeks. Like, get your body back into the groove. You know, uh, we now do a show. You'll love this, Will. Uh, Wade Johnson and I do a show twice a month now called Old Man Strong. Mm -hmm. And we just interviewed Marvin Mann. He lives in Florida. The guy's got like an 800-pound squad. He's like, he's, I think he's 60. I think he's going to turn 60. Or I know he's close to my age, if not a little bit older than me. And so, But the difference is like, he still gets up in the morning with all the aches and pains that we all do. And he still, and, and when he trains, he's got to do a half a dozen more sets to loosen yeah. his body up. But he respects the process. He doesn't go in there and go, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do this. So yeah. you can do it, but it just takes a little more coaxing and cajoling of your body to get it with the program. That's all. Yeah, I mean, that, if, if that's something you've determined you absolutely have to want to do, then, you know, go, then, yeah, you are, you are going to have to, uh, do a lot of things you didn't do when you were younger, but yes. i.e., warm up properly and work on mobility and your form and so forth. These are all things that you probably should have done all along that you didn't have to. You just kind of ran in the gym and, you know, a couple sets. Yes. Bushes and you were warmed up, quote unquote. But, yeah, uh, and, and the, and the, and, the, and I'm going to tell you, if you make this statement, you are going to hurt yourself someday. If you often find yourself saying, but I used to be able to, yeah. you know what? You used to poop in diapers. You don't want to go back then and do that, do you? I mean, like, like yeah. there's a lot of things we used to do, but you, yeah. can, you can still do things today. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, again, I, I, one of the keys to move, you know, continuing to be in there, uh, you know, year after year and so is to get, was to get my ego out of it, was yeah. to pull my ego out of it. And, Old uh, guys have big egos. We want to show yeah. the young guys. I used to do that. But when you were, I, I, sometimes I think to myself, you were still pissing in diapers when I was pulling weight like that. I mean, yeah. come on. But anyway, okay. So real right. quick, uh, the keto zealots, the ketone salts, Fasting, intermittent fasting, fasting mimicking. Big fan, not a fan, not impressed. What? Well, no, I'm. You know, I gotta say, as boring as it sounds, I'm, I'm still kind of in the you know, show me the data phase. You know, I mean, a lot of the stuff, as you know, also, which I find you're, you're old enough also to remember this that none of this stuff is new. Right. You know, all of this stuff comes around every ten to twenty years, and and, and that what I guess gets sort of like you're saying, I I lifted these weights when you were ten. I, you know, I was looking at, at I was looking at ketosis strips when you were jizz. Right, you're, right. You're, you're giving me this whole lecture about how great, you know, 
uh, keto diets are, and you know, so, so you know that, that I find a bit annoying, frankly. Um, you know, and now there's a huge resurgence. Like everything goes away. You know, for you know Atkins. You know Atkins. You know he was the guy. I was on the Atkins show a number of times, and Akiva, of course, was a was a big believer in in ketosis and, and all that. Um, I'm just not. I'm just not that convinced uh, by the data. Uh, I, I, I you know I, I know some people that seem to work pretty well um, uh, on keto diets, but a lot of people again don't stick to it. You know, it's the same old stuff. I mean, so, you know, we literally could have had this conversation, and I might have, uh, you know, 20 years ago, right? At the same conversation. Now, uh, um, cyclic dieting also is not new. There's maybe there's new approaches to it. And I think that one, again, I, I, there's a lot of approaches. There's so many different approaches to it, again, that the, the, the studies have really not hashed this out. There is, there is some – for example, a lot of the studies that showed uh, superiority to, uh, of calorie or, or macrocyclic or whatever, when you, when you match it for calories and protein content, this is the keys, you don't see benefits. And some usually you actually see inferior effects. That is, mm. they might have lost fat, but they also lost muscle and so on and so forth. Right. Uh, separate from that is, you know, some of the studies that suggest it, it, it has other benefits, you know, to the immune system and, and, and inflammation and so forth. And I, you know, I'm not against it. I just, I, you know, I, I haven't seen anything that I found really what I would call smoking gun. Um, I think it's interesting, but I also think that we're always, everybody is sure that the, the human body is incredibly adaptable. Right. This is why we, this is why we, why we are where we are today. This is why we are where we are today. We, if we're going to, if you think you're going to fall apart, you know, because you missed, you know, your 20 minute window uh, of breakfast or you, you went over your, your six hour window to eat on your, on your cyclic diet or whatever, you're going to mess up your metabolism. You're just, you're, you've lost the point of, of all of this. You know that we are we are the omnivore, the ultimate omnivores, and we are incredibly flexible. In turn, and it's also why we can argue why some people can survive literally on the the quote unquote carnivore diet. I'm sure you've seen that one. Yep, that's the new hype. Some people can do okay on it, and some people metabolically do really bad. Their blood, you know. And I've also seen people on keto diets who were stunned to find that their blood work was really bad. Their right, and they, could, and they can't lose, they couldn't lose weight, their hair yeah, was falling and, out. It's and, like, and that's not felt, the diet for you. Yeah, right. and they felt bad and so forth. And, of course, there are those people that, that actually do pretty well on the Pritikin approach, which is literally nothing but carbs, right. you know, uh, carbs and grains and shit and no protein. Right. So, you know, I, I tend to, again, kind of uh, sit back. I'm not an early adopter of things. I don't – maybe that's – you know, I, I don't get – maybe I'm, I'm a curmudgeon or whatever. But I've always been that way, frankly. Not even age. I've always been that way. I, I am interested – for the keto so the one that does interest me, and I really want to see some, some studies, and I think there's going to be more, is, is are there benefits to now to taking ketones? Will you get the benefits of, of ketosis by just taking these, these pre-made ketones? You know, on on mental function or or you know on cognitive function or or that type of thing. That I'm really interested in, and I and I'm really you know kind of holding my my breath to see more more done on that because that may be, you know, a a, a, a viable uh, interesting way to to improve cognition and brain metabolism and stuff, which is taking you know taking. I tell you, I tell you what I found out a couple of years ago, and I talked about it on my show a couple of years ago. Um, so. Uh, Dr. Jeff Galini, uh, All-American Pharma School, EFX Sports, they make a product called Carbolin, which is one of these advanced carbohydrate uh, products. And I started actually mixing Carbolin, ketone salts, and whey protein powder as a pre-workout drink. Because my, my theory was, because I'm a very simple man. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a scientist, right? So I'm thinking, okay, so I got this camp over here telling me, 
oh, you know, if you train in ketosis, ketones, they, they you, you, you wail. You're just so much more advanced. You, you can train longer. Okay. Then I got this, the carb group over here. I say, no, if you have carbs, that's when you really can produce a lot of energy for long periods of time. And then I have, you know, the, the idea that, you know, amino acids actually help blunt uh, the onset of fatigue. And I thought, well, gee, I'm not in any of those groups. I'm not going to argue. I'm just going to mix them all. So I started mixing them all in training. I would uh, drink them about 45 minutes before going to the gym, and I would have insanely long and arduous workouts. And I came to the conclusion that my body is really smart. It likes what it likes. I'll let it choose. But, you know, different tissue maybe wants ketones. Some tissue wants glucose. Maybe some tissue wants some amino acids. Uh, uh, so wh why should I be the gatekeeper and say, no, 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 you've got to train only on ketones. I'll give it everything and let the tissue sort it out. And I had massively amazing workouts. They, they weren't placebo. I mean, they were like insanely long, insanely strong. And I started talking about it on the air. I was like, forget all this arguing about, no, the, the keto group and the carb group. Like, use it all. Your body, let your body decide. And it really, really surprised me because I definitely notice a difference when I just mix them all together and train. Well, you also, I mean, you are going to get obviously some carb, you know, glucose bearing effects from uh, from the ketones. That's that right there right. should improve endurance. And uh, amino acids are, you know, even proteins are used for for energy. The, the the frustrating thing that again, when you talk to sort of I don't know reductionists or old school nutritionists or whatever, was that they had this, you know, this very specific, you know, carbs are only used during this time and then. The proteins used in this time, and they're all being used simultaneously at all times in different ratios, to be sure, to be sure. Uh, but for the most part, you can get, you know, amino, uh, about up to about, what, 15% of your energy intake can come from amino acids. So it, it probably makes some sense to have some protein whey being the fast absorbing and high in BCAs and all that. It probably makes the most sense from a, from a pre-workout point of view. So, you know, that mixture might be, you know, phenomenally uh, a glucose-sparing uh, type mixture. wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. It might be excellent. I, I mean, enjoy I, it. I enjoy it. It comes down to other things such as uh, gastric emptying. I mean, as long as it doesn't sit down there too long and, you know, slosh around, I can I can get that kind of – I can't take too much before I work out because it will kind of sit – most things for me will kind of sit down there. So yeah, I, I know. I know. And then you're burping it up the whole workout. Yeah, and it's sloshing around until you – so that you're – you know, depending on how much you took of all of those – you could have some gastric emptying. Again, as we age, we don't, we don't uh, definitely don't uh, empty food as fast and as efficiently as we used to. But, uh, so, but so, ketones, I'm, I am, I am interested of, of those three things you mentioned. I am most interested in ketone supplements specifically, and I would really, I'd like to see them developed more. Uh, you know, and, and again, it's it, the problem with them. Again, is there's there's some half truths to you know their potential benefits, and then you've got a lot of people that that are just pulling stuff from their butt, and you know, and that. You know that you know, it's just typical of the industry, but it muddies the water. You know, for to, to, it, this, the signal to noise uh, is a problem, and so you have to put some time aside. And say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend some time. I'm gonna dig down and see what 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 are the benefits. But I I think again there may be really some some benefits to ketone supplements that uh, you know may it may uh, improve cognition and, and brain metabolism and you know uh, brain fog and that type of thing. Right, right. So let's talk about your your fictional writing. How long have you been writing fiction? Uh, well, in a serious way, I, you know, I, I don't know, probably 10 years, but as far as getting stuff out there, uh, that I, you know, want to do, I'll probably last five years or so. 
And uh, what inspired you to start writing fiction? You know, it's always been fiction, especially science fiction. If I had to say my true, my true passion, science fiction is just it's been on my my list and my bucket list my whole life. And uh, you know, I I I, I kind of felt like uh, you know, again, as you anybody knows or as you know, I do. I've tried a lot of different things, and I've always got something that gets on my list that says, you know, I, I want to do the say at least say I did this once, and if people like it, great. And if not, that's okay too. You know, I can say, okay, check it off my, you know, my my bucket list bucket list of stuff. Right. And, and there was, you know, I I do a lot of uh, I know a lot of uh, uh, cops, special operations guys. I, I trained uh, with some SWAT teams. I, I work at the Navy SEAL Museum as an answer guy. Uh, I've read God knows every you know every uh, um, both fiction and nonfiction and and so that type of that topic has always been really interesting to me and I thought you know I'm going to write and I go to Panama a lot and so I had this idea for a specific story uh, about a couple of special operations guys who go on vacation to Panama and one of them one of them disappears mm. and that's kind of the, the basis of it and the you know the goal for me again knowing a lot of these guys i'm also sh- was a competitive shooter uh, i'm pretty i'm pretty well versed in firearms and that kind of thing a lot of the problems with even some of the best known writers is they get a lot of the details wrong and that makes me nuts and i know it makes a lot of other people out there nuts i'm not going to name the names of the big writers but i will tell you you know the guys who do this stuff for a living which i know uh, or i know some of them uh, you know and it makes me a little nuts as i said if i'm going to do this i'm going to do it where the, all the little details that make everybody else crazy are there, you right. know. And the nice thing is that you might not even notice it because it won't bother you. But the but the people it would bother. So I guess what makes me proud about that particular series, which is called Vacation Gone South, is that it gets really high marks from the people who do this stuff for a living. Uh, you know, I've I've had the, uh, authentic, the authenticity. Yeah, yes, I've had Navy SEAL captains. Uh, who one of them gave me a thing, and a number of guys, you know, are in this community. Who, uh, who live this stuff say this stuff you were spot on this all the books that I tend to throw against the wall they call them wall bangers because you know they get all these little details drive me bananas wrong you got all this stuff right and that to me was kind of okay you know I did it science fiction wise I've written three novellas you know I like I like fast-paced stuff novellas allow you to kind of get right to the story have fun you know, and I, I think a lot of people, including myself, we just don't have the time or the patience to read novels. Yeah, I know, right? I know. I, I used to read a voracious reader. I mean, but I haven't read a, read a novel in years. I don't know about you, but I, you know, I used to. I, I'm a. I'm a. I, I just finished one. I, I do read. I, I I like to read uh, fiction at night to clear my mental palate because I read. You know, like you, I read yeah. a lot of science, and so. I like to read. I'm a huge, huge, huge Vince Vince Flynn uh, fan. You know, uh, yeah, Matt, you Mitch well, Rapp. I'm a big Mitch yeah. Rapp guy. You know, absolutely. I've read. I read. Well, I read all of Vince Flynn's books when Vince Flynn was writing them. You know, right. Before he died. Right. I haven't read anything past that that series. But well, yeah, the I, new I, guy, I, the new guy who's writing for him is actually yeah. pretty good. I, I read okay. the last book that he just wrote, and it's really good. Good. No, I. I yeah, absolutely. Vince Flynn. Um, uh, Richard Marcinko, Brad Thor, Brad Taylor. Brad Thor, right. Yeah. I've, I've read all of them, and uh, I like them. Like I say, I mean, they've all got something to – mine. my approach is, is grittier, I would say. Grittier and, again, more, re, more realism. That, that's that's kind of the uh, – I, I like those guys, um, and I did find uh, – I think, I think Vince and Vince Flynn and my book kind of set kind of set the tone with that character, you know? Right. Uh, with with Mitch Rapp, I think he was a kind of a and, and you know and the series kind of lost it for a while too. Right, so we came back and I was like, oh, I think I guess that's the end, you know. And then he bought it back. He did a good job with it. But 
So, but I've also read a, just a ton of autobiographies, you know, and like I said, I do know and speak with. So I, I like I say, between all those things, my, my goal was to, uh, was to put out a series of novellas, and novellas meaning basically, you know, long chapter, short book kind of thing that were just really fast-paced. You know, I, I have to say, again, whether it's my age or whatever, I, I, I have read some books where I thought, you know what, if we just took out all this in-between stuff about what he had for lunch and whatever, <laughs> yeah, right. and, you know, and put it together, this would be a really cool, and that was, <laughs> you know, that was, my, that was my angle. I, I, you know, they're, they're not that long a read. So, what, so, so, so where would people find your books? On Amazon? Yeah, Amazon. Just uh, go to Amazon and put in Will Brink. And if you like sci-fi, uh, you know, I, I've written three, three sci-fi novellas, and, and I'm very proud of them. I, people really like them. Uh, my, my, my action adventure thriller stuff does better. Sales wise, sales wise, just does better. I don't know if it's just a, just genre or what, but I, my, my true, uh, passion would be science fiction, which again, I've read just so much of it. And, uh, I've had a couple of, I think, I think unique approaches to stuff. Vacation gone South. I'm looking at it. That's really an interesting uh, cover too. Yeah. Well, what I did was, if it confuses people, they started out as e-books only, novellas, and I just put out one at a time. Right. And what I did was when I had enough of them to make a proper print book, I took them and I put them all together in one print book. And that's Vacation Gone South Collected Work. So if people want just one book print, it's there. It's you know almost 400 pages. Or if they want to download it as one at a time and say, well, let me see if I like it, they can do it that way. But I did it as, uh, as like I say, as, as, as uh, Kindle novellas to start with. This was fun, Will. Thanks for taking time. I'm sorry for the screw up the first time we were supposed to have you on the show. And and and, and well, I hope this... we covered topics people wanted to hear. We're all over the place, but that's me. I'm all over the place. Yeah, no, this is good. We covered a lot of ground, and I'm sure that if you, if the listeners have any uh, questions, send them to on air at superhumorio.net. We'll get Will back on the show. Thanks for being here, man. All right, brother. Thank talk, you. I'll talk to you later. And that's it for today's show. Hope you enjoyed it. And tomorrow's Tuesday, we have the Blueprint Power Hour. Plus, we have a couple I, – I, our second hour show is pretty impressive, I believe. Um, but anyway, we have good shows the rest of the week. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening today. Yeah.